Okay, so let's start. This is um, this is a podcast about two Mormon girls. Yep, very first ever episode. Woo. Oh my god, it's happening. Um, I'm Sarah Little, and it's Katie. That's true. And you're in Arizona. Yep, I'm in Phoenix. You're in I was Berlin. Say your actual city, then I thought like maybe you don't want people to know that you're oh, in Phoenix, care. and I don't know why. I don't care. <laughs> Either way, I'm in the fucking Deutschland, so there's that. Being and amazing over there. <laughs> freezing your buns off. Freezing my ass off. It's so fucking cold here. I cannot deal with it at all. Um. Oh, I just, did I just echo? Did you? I, I heard don't know. it. But... Oh, well, maybe that was just in my head. So, yes, yeah, so let's talk about... Being a fucking ex-Mormon and leaving the church and our crazy stories and being a woman. I yes. think that, that needs to be emphasized. Yes. Being a woman who left, who left, who left, who left <laughs> the church. Um, should we tell our stories of how we decided to leave the Mormon church? And I also, think so. I'm thinking, like, we should talk about how we even became reconnected and how we met because that's kind of important yeah yeah (laughs) because you know what my friend jay was asking me the other day because i was telling him about the podcast and he was like wait who is his friend and why are you just now mentioning her in the past few months like (laughs) what happened i was like let me tell you about this story i met katie when i was 18 (laughs) and i didn't know you were 18 i was 18 i I guess i was 19 huh yeah, because Carice and, yeah, you guys were a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So 18. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did you Dinner? I don't know. I just remember Carice introduced me to you, but I can't really remember the setting. I don't setting. remember where we very first met. Oh, or maybe, God. was it an institute <laughs> dance? Was what? Was it an institute dance? <gasps> I think it was. Oh, that sounds so sadly familiar. <laughs> probably true though I think so because I think I met you and Henry and Sarah at like an institute dance because I have this like scarring memory in my head of doing the train at the dance like literally people like hooking on to each other's like shoulders and being like come on ride the train that was totally a thing is that like a Mormon thing or do people just do that everywhere I think it's just a loser thing to be quite honest oh yeah kind of a a nerdy Um. thing It's like the guy's like not able to ask a girl to dance, so like the closest he can get to her is by touching her shoulders and being Ooh. like, "Let's start a train." But they'll never be bare though. They cannot be bare. If they are bare <laughs> shoulders, he is going to immediately lose his sexual control. It's true. Shoulders mm-hmm. do it all. Mm-hmm. I see a shoulder, I'm like goddamn. Mm-hmm. I just bring my pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Oh, wow. So yes, yeah, so I think it was at that dance, and then I remember thinking like, she's a cool bitch. Like I like this girl. Like, I loved you right from the very beginning. <laughs> you know what I also thought of the other day? What? Right, people who are listening, but we're reminiscing right now. Um, I thought of also how we used to like on our MySpace always write things like "you're so hot" and blah 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 blah, and like be like total 
women crushers on each other. We were so hardcore women crushers. Also, <laughs> MySpace <laughs> memories. MySpace. That should tell everyone how old we are. Also, speaking of which, I, did I tell you about what happened on Friday? <laughs> we're, I'm so off track. I'm oh, no. Sorry. It's so good. Like, all of this is awesome. Soon. We can leave it in or we can edit it out. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's entertaining. People should yeah. just want to see stories. They should just want to be my best friend. I'm like basically Jennifer Lawrence. So. j Um. Yeah, so at that party I, or games night I went to, did I tell you about the other Brit girl? Um, girl? No, I don't think so. I really hope that they don't ever listen to I this. I saw like. The picture you posted of her on Instagram, I think. Yeah, was that her? I was, yeah, it's her. I was, like, so flattered. She was, like, talking to me about, I've met her before. She was, like, talking to me about this guy she had met, like, a month ago. They had, like, great sex, and then he, like, went off to somewhere. I don't even remember. And he's, like, gone for two more months, and she doesn't really know where they stand and if she can have sex or not. So she was, like, you know, but, like, if I have sex with a woman, like, you know. That's okay. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Is she insinuating that she wants to? Like, was she like, yeah, like hinting? <laughs> so then I was like, girl, I like kind of had a thing with a woman last weekend. And I was like telling her about it. And she's like, oh, that sounds so hot. And I was like, do you want, do you get, is this hot? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like let's, let's do that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm down for it. Let's figure out a time. So then oh I like, like walk by and he was like, Oh my god, little, are you trying to bone my friend right now? And I was like, I am, I think. <laughs> are you into it? <laughs> oh, you are amazing. Right? I was like, Oh my god, I'm so flattered because she's a babe and I was like, Okay. You really is- are such a hot commodity. You like are all modest and you're like, No, I'm not and then it's like <laughs> every other <laughs> <laughs> except for the men who i want to fucking bone me who are just like Meh. oh my just god whatever oh <laughs> i can't even but then of course i'm like i hate them I, they're the worst and then i message today so like do you want to come over tomorrow for sex <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm weak. Don't judge me. You I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You're judging me right now. <laughs> I just need sex. I just need it. You need it from a nice person, though. Not I someone who's that. a little, like, douche canoe. I just, I'm so weak. It's because, you know what it is, I realized today. Because I have these other guys who are like, let's meet up. Let's go out. And I'm like, eh. Because it's such a risk that they're going to be bad at sex. So, like, I just, I know that this other dude's really good. The <laughs> risk. That was, that was amazing. The risk that they'll be bad at sex. It's true, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a gamble. Like, you just mm-hmm. never know. And then you're like, did I really fucking shave and take a gas X pill for this motherfucker? <gasps> Did I just not eat a whole meal because I'm trying not to fire in his face while he's doing a doggy? Like, oh I'm, you know. Oh my gosh, that was great. 
I mean, but really. <laughs> so, if they don't, then I'm, like, so pissed off. Like, I'm just so annoyed. I'm like, so wasn't wait, worth it. Yep. You're, you so, wait. you're right. It is a gamble. and It's such a gamble. Is it worth that gamble? <laughs> I know. So, when you know that you have one who's, like, good in bed, I'm just like, ugh, you're such a fucker. But, like, whatever. Come over. <laughs> yeah. Mom has needs, and she needs them to be taken care of. And so. come visit, um... Who is it? Mary? <laughs> yeah, Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary, yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> she can't bless my house until you stop by. Yeah. So I need to stop by. And please me. And <laughs> No, but really, I'm so weak. I, like, was telling you yesterday, I was just like, no, I'm so over him. And, like, I told him the same thing because I'm, like, crazy and fickle. I was like, we're done. Like, I can't even handle it. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, don't contact me unless you want to fuck me. And that's it. <laughs> like, no conversation in between. And then today I was like, hey. <laughs> hey. You caved. <laughs> and I love that he called me out on it. He's like, what are you doing? You're the one who broke it off with me. And I was like, I don't want you to talk about this. Like, I just do what I want. So deal with it. <laughs> sidetrack from because of me i have a i have a condition. no 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 it was because we were talking about how we met and how That's we like an institute dance yes and then we were like facebook and myspace is love loving on each other and then people thought we were lesbians that's how that yeah. came about okay perfect so yeah so you and i met and we were like you're cool and i was like you're cool and then uh yeah and then I became like super Molly Mormon <laughs> and the name of our podcast not but so also Molly okay, ex, not so Molly Mormon uh hashtag exmo hashtag momo no mo <laughs> also we have to throw that out there shout out to Scott yes <laughs> brilliant uh <laughs> yeah it, I became like super like I'm I remember thinking about going on a mission for a hot second. I remember being like, I am in BYU and everyone is like so much more righteous than I am. And because they were like, you're from Georgia and you don't have like pioneers. Oh my gosh. The United States to settle in Utah. So we're kind of more righteous than you already. I never even thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah, girl. Like, I was a total heathen for being pretentious. They're so pretentious. That's so annoying. Isn't it crazy? Mm -hmm. And it was also because, like, my family is, like, mixed, right? I'm doing air quotes because my dad's not a Mormon. And so I got a whole bunch of shit about that. Like, I've had – I mean, this can be a whole separate episode, which I kind of planned on it. Yeah, yeah. 
talk on is that like I mean I had so many Mormon dudes not date me because my dad wasn't a Mormon that is so crazy yeah yeah they were like scared that I would turn out to be like him wow and also yep episode for sure (laughs) yeah they were like you weren't able to have like priesthood like father blessings growing up like did you have like back to school blessings? And I was like, oh my God, that? I was like, I've never even heard of that. Like, There's so many things wrong with that too. Like, oh, like I honestly had no idea about a lot of. Okay, so growing up, I guess we'll jump into like my yeah yeah story of leaving. But like growing up, it was always like that because in Georgia, it's just not as. Like, you have Mormons, but it's so rare. Like, it's just not many. And, like, our, our ward wasn't even a ward. It was, like, a branch growing up. Like, oh, wow. Small. And then, like, even the people who were in there, like, weren't really, like, full Mormons. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one really followed the modesty rule. Like, everyone married non-Mormons. Like, uh-huh. it's just, like, very, like, you just went because you didn't want to go to hell. But, like... <laughs> That's just more of, like, the Bible Belt influence, like, fire and brimstone, right? But, like, so when I grew up, like, we just didn't take that shit seriously. Like, I remember I went to seminary, and there was one other girl there, and she drove me to school before I got my license. And, like, we would leave the church parking lot, and she would roll down the window and start smoking a cigarette. (laughs) That (laughs) is my experience growing up in the Mormon church. So, like... (laughs) That couldn't be any further from mine. <laughs> right? Like, that was my, and I was just like, oh, okay, like, why am I going to this church? But my mom, like, she, like, insisted that I go because none of my brothers, like, well, I had one who was active and the rest were, like, wild as fuck. So she was, like, trying to prevent me from being like that. So you were the only one of your siblings? That... Well, uh, no, I have one brother who's active. Oh, Okay. Um, but and during that time, I had one brother who was active, and he's now left, and then okay. another one started to become active, so he kind of, like, replaced that brother. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but my two oldest brothers were never active, like, ever. Um, they were just crazy. <laughs> crazy and <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah, so I think my mom was just kind of like, praise the Lord, like, please just don't let her get knocked up and, like, crazy. <laughs> So she had me, like, she was, like, so much pressure for me to go to Mormon church and, like, go to seminary. And I fucking hate it because I was, for two straight years, I was the only student in seminary. So fucking, like, getting up and being there by 7 a.m. So I came up at 5 a.m. because I lived, like, 40, no, 30 minutes from church, like, driving. And then, like, having to be the only person. You were the only one? only one and have to answer those questions all day or all morning long I was just like so grumpy and this poor woman was like the sweetest nicest woman ever and she had to deal with like the brattiest bitch because I was just like like I don't want to answer your stupid questions like it's so annoyed oh my like that's all I want to (laughs) do yeah so wasn't that strict but my mom was like you have to go to seminary or else you don't get to have a car and I was like oh fine so did you like really believe it or were you just kind of going because like your mom told you you had to I just 
I I went because my mom told me I had to. In high school, that's how I felt. Like okay. So my mom left the church for ten years. Um, after she joined, she became inactive for ten years, and uh, so technically, I was raised in like this non-denomination type church until I was seven, I think. Oh, so right no. before I was able to get baptized, and she came back to the Mormon church. We all like three of my brothers and I like came back. And then I was like raised then, but I remember being in primary thinking like these songs are weird. And then when I went to young women, I used to get in fights all the time with the young women leader because she would like have lessons on temple marriage and be like, so raise your hand if you want to get married in the temple. And I would never raise my hand. (laughs) And she would be like, Sarah, why don't you want to get married in the temple? And I was like, because I don't think it's necessary and also my family's not not members so like my dad can't go like most of my brothers my sister-in-law like sisters-in-law like none of them can go like I just don't see the point and I was like also I don't want to get married at a young age and have kids like I want to have a career and like blah 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 and I used to get in so much trouble for saying that like starting at like 12 like I remember getting in so much trouble oh wow (laughs) Yeah, and then I would have to have, like, meetings with the bishop, and he and I would get, like, like, literally, I would just fight him, teeth and nail, on everything. Wow, good for you. (laughs) And my mom was just like, oh, you're so feisty. Like, why? Like, why are you so defiant? I was like, because it doesn't make sense. And he's asked me to have meetings that are inappropriate. Like, he just wants me to talk about me dating his son when he gets off his mission and I don't want to date his son and I think it's inappropriate and like blah 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 blah, blah. like so bratty literally um, I think that's awesome yeah so I definitely wasn't very active in high school and then I also had like my my drinking phase where I was like drinking and partying in high school and everything like that but nothing sexual because I was so terrified of that sin like, for me, drinking has never been a sin, and I never felt bad. Like, even when I got called at 15, I got called completely drunk at 15. My mom had to pick me up from a party. Um, so wasted. And the next day, I didn't feel any, like, I was just like, I don't get why we can't do this. Like, I don't feel guilty about it. Like, I feel guilty for disappointing my mom. Uh-huh. But I feel guilty about actually drinking. Like, it's just fun and... I don't get it. So that was kind of my first sign because my mom told me that I need to talk to the bishop about it, but it uh-huh. was up and I refused to because I didn't consider it a sin. So that was kind of like my first, like, do I really believe this? Like, I don't know. But then the thought of leaving or not being like super active, like terrified me. So I was like, okay, no, like I should just go because if not, I'm going to go to hell. Like, so and it was more I, of like, yeah, you were afraid of what would happen if you didn't go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was totally it. And I was also just scared of, like, I was super, super, super insecure in high school, as most teenagers are, and especially women. So, I mean, even with guys, I just never felt good enough. So even, I think even if it wasn't the whole, like, being scared to hook up with someone or, like, I'm doing quotes right now, sexual sins, you know, right. I think I was just too insecure to even think that a guy could possibly be interested in me so I was just kind of like okay that's cool I'll just drink and like have fun that way but I I mean 
Also, I like had a crush on this missionary, and he and I spent a lot of time together. He actually had an emergency transfer. <laughs> the missionary, that is what did it. Yeah, I was so in love with this guy, and he and I like spent. We would listen in my Jeep to Bright Eyes. He introduced me to Bright Eyes, and I was like, oh. this is the best CD I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, fucking loved it. And then we became really close, and the bishop's wife saw me in their apartment complex, like, parking lot. Uh-huh. And the next day, he got transferred. He got what? He got transferred. He got <gasps> transferred. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, oh I, I was, like, so feisty about it. I, like, called the apartment the next day, and, like, his companion picked up and was, like, uh, like he got transferred and I was like, why? I don't get it. We didn't do anything wrong. We just fucking, I mean, obviously I didn't swear. Like we just (laughs) are listening to bright eyes and they're like, yeah, but he broke so many rules. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like I don't get it. And so anyway, so that was kind of like the whole, my high school days were just like, I didn't understand like why we weren't allowed to do stuff Uh and why women had to get married and like why they didn't focus on careers or like, their own dreams like I just was so defiant and just like no and then I got accepted into BYU and then this university in Georgia Mm -hmm. and I decided on the one in Georgia but (laughs) my mom kept saying like oh like we keep seeing the same scripture Proverbs 3 5 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and be not not on So she was like, I think you should go to BYU, even though I don't want you to go. And it makes me so upset and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want to go. It's <laughs> like, no. And she was like, no, I think you should. And then I started seeing that scripture everywhere. So I thought it was a sign. And I was like, maybe, she's maybe I'm supposed to go. Like, it's a sign from God. Did you, like, do the thing where you, like, pray about it? And I did, yeah. Good question. I did. I prayed about it and I had my patriarchal blessing. That oh, was, yeah. I would go. Oh, my God. This is a whole other topic that we should talk about. So listeners who aren't Mormon, a patriarchal blessing is like when you're, I think, at the age of 14 and up. Right. Is it 14 or 12? I believe it's 14, but I could be wrong. I think it's 14. We don't do fact checks. So, yeah, I'm like, here, should I fact check fact. it right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, like, just let everyone know that 80% of the time when I'm quoting scriptures and shit, I don't know what I'm quoting. Because <laughs> hashtag Georgia ex-Mormon. Like, people know shit about Mormon doctrine. So <laughs> we're just like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Good enough. I didn't even know what general conference was until I moved to Utah. I literally thought. You didn't? You got- I thought you got two Sundays off a year to not go. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Like, I moved to Utah. Oh, wow. No pad out. It's Saturday morning conference. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, I'm just going to eat my cereal because I don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) Oh, that's legit. My bad. Uh, anyway, so patriarchal blessing. So that's like, they ordain a man, of course, to give a blessing 
where it like essentially like for foresees your future, but only if you like are righteous and keep the commandments. So it'll say like you were born of Ephraim lineage, which is like I don't even know who Ephraim is. I think he's this. Yeah, Katie. they're like the twelve tribes of. <laughs> there you yeah. go. See, don't know me. <laughs> and like, so they like tell you where you're, like where you're from, or like your lineage of the tribes, and then they like tell you like if you're gonna get married in the temple, and sometimes they'll say like, like mine was like, you will learn out of the best of books and continue your education, but you'll have so many hard decisions to make along the way, but always remember to turn to the Lord. And then it was like, you will marry a righteous young man in the temple and like all of this stuff. So like, literally I would read that shit all the time because I was so paranoid that I was fucking it up. Right. Mm. Like, Oh my God. Like, does this mean that I need to go to Germany for my master's? Cause it says like, learn out of the best of books. Or like, it means that I need to go to BYU. At that time I was like, I think that means BYU because like, it's a better university than this one in Georgia. So like, I, I think I'm supposed to go. Like, I think that's what this, this patriarchal blessing says. And then when I go, I'm going to meet this righteous young man and then I'm going to get married to the temple and I'm going to have my first child by the age of 22. Like literally like playing this all out. Right. Wow. So, yeah. And I know a lot of Mormons do that. Like they live by that. It's true. Like, patriarchal it's, blessing. It's yeah. Like, it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Exactly. Like someone tells you something, so you just are so sure that that's what's going to happen, but you end up, you just essentially make it happen because you were told that it would happen eventually. You know, is that making and sense? And supposedly it came directly from God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that makes it even more potent. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, maybe we should sell these. So like all non-Mormon like non listeners or ex-religion in general I can give you a patriarchal blessing and tell you your future. Oh, I, I, yeah, I want to be a fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs> I got a crystal ball. Yes. I mean, we can, you know, what's funny though, is that, it, they, okay. So also once you are given the blessing, listen up, they like type it up and send it to you. And you're supposed to like carry around this like, miniature version of your blessing at like all times or in your scriptures mm-hmm. and I remember mine it bugged the fuck out of me because there were so many grammatical errors in it and like <laughs> and it annoyed me so much like That's I, hilarious. I, I asked my mom like can I just like edit this for them and send it back and have them like officially make the changes and she was like you're just being petty right now and I'm like they spelled Ephraim with two M's. <laughs> I don't understand. God's not supposed to be stupid. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, yeah, so I went out to BYU, did the whole Molly Mormon thing, met you, and was like, I feel like she's not, like, a super Molly Mormon. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be, you know? <laughs> Like, maybe I don't have to be. But then, like, okay, so, again, people who don't have experience with BYU or whatever. Yeah, I think this is important to clarify, BYU. So, BYU is a church-owned university in Utah. So, tuition is much cheaper for a private university because the church subsidizes it with the tithing money. 
supposedly. Okay, no, they do. So it's cheaper. It's like, I think I paid like two or three grand per semester. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that much cheaper. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely never paid more than 3500 a semester. That's wild. For sure. It was really cheap. Um, and it's, it's a good education. Like, I can't knock that. Like, I think that the education at BYU is really good. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, every class has to tie in something with the religion. So, even if it's, like, a science class, a math class, a humanities class, whatever, at the end of the semester, they have to tie it in somehow with the Mormon religion. Like... You know, we have science because God created us and animals and blah, 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 blah. Or, like, humanities. I took that class, and I remember her talking about the six, six, 16 chapel. I fucking never pronounce it right, and Jane <laughs> makes fun of me every time. Anyways, and she would be like, you know, Michelangelo, like, he sculpted or, like, painted that because he had, like, inspiration from God about, like... Oh, I can't. Yeah, like she totally turned I it. I can't. Glow was a Mormon, like essentially. <sighs> and I remember I believe that shit. And like when I went to see that for the first time in Rome, I was just like, "Whoa, was he a Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy." But my humanities teachers told me she was, or he was. So I guess so. Um, Did they teach like creationism? Or, you yeah. know, like, instead of science, like, evolution? Yeah, no, it's definitely the creation. But then they, like, talk about, they always say that, like, okay, so it's creation, but we evolve over time. Right. But so that's how they explain it. it. It has to be a super fast evolution if, you know, whatever. Exactly. The creation story is true. But whatever. That's a whole different topic. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast episode that we'll do um, yeah. talking about that, yeah. how we just like in the Mormon church, they overlook science in general and logic because, you <laughs> know, yeah. I, yeah. I saw this meme the other day that was like <laughs> a picture of the first vision. It's like, I created you to be intelligent beings who don't use logic in the own, in their own church doctrine. <laughs> Something like that, and I was dying laughing. That's so good. Yeah, like, I gave you a brain and logic, (laughs) but don't use that. Use the burning in your bosom. (laughs) So dumb. Um, Yeah, so that's BYU. So it's like, and then you also have to take religion classes as well. Like, part of your core curriculum is, I think it's four religion classes and that can be Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, The Living Prophets, like there's so, marriage classes, fam, like there's so many religious classes you can mm-hmm. take. But you have to take four. And I remember like I hated them because it was the first C I've ever received in my entire life was New Testament. Really? Like it was the hardest class I've ever taken. Because it's so ambiguous, and but they expected you to, like, just know this stuff, but, like, it was really unclear and a lot of material to memorize, and I was just like, fuck this, like, I don't even want to listen, like, in general, and now you're making me as a class, like, no way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
and then I took like the Living Prophets class, which is so cultish because you have to like memorize these the lives of these prophets, like down to like their occupation when they got married. Like, wow, it's easy, yeah. Did you ever learn that primary song that was like the Latter Day Prophets song? Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that the other day, and I could, like, I think I can still sing it. I don't want it right now, but I was like, <laughs> what? They, like, t- made it's... us memorize all the prophets as, like, little children. What? Isn't it crazy? I mean, all of the primary songs, it's all, like, brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Like, choose the right and, like, follow the prophet. Mm-hmm. Like, that song, too. Like, mm-hmm. all of this shit. Oh, God. Again, another. Another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled and another one. <laughs> oh, don't encourage me. Oh okay, God. continue. Um, yeah, no. So like, and I remember the living, like the the living prophets class. Like, the teacher was this like she had to be in her fifties, never married, and at the end of each class, because oh, so other thing, listeners, like they. I keep calling people listeners, like, as if we have so many. There's okay, so you like... know what? We're going to have so many. They're going to have, like, three. Like, but all of you, I... hello. <laughs> I just love how I keep addressing them as listeners, like, so formal. Like... <laughs> okay. Listen up, listen up, listen up. Um, yeah, so, like, you had a prayer before you started every class and a closing prayer at the end of every class. And in these prayers, she would say, this teacher would say the closing prayer most of the time. And she would always say like, and I hope to find those of us who are single to find our eternal companions. (gasps) Yeah. That's so sad. Oh, and I remember sitting there in class being like, oh my God, I don't want to end up with her. Oh, that poor lady. She just needs some D in her life and she never got it. oh yeah yeah and so and then like that struck fear in me and I remember I started saying that prayer every night being like and please help me find my eternal companion so that temple and have children born under the covenant so yeah again like that's a whole other topic but getting married in the temple is like Mormon like the highest level you can do and it's like this special place that you get married it's like essential if you actually want to get to the top tier of heaven. Exactly. <laughs> to, to meet celestial Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and then, like, I'm going to fast forward because I'm being so fucking long right now. I think it's I okay. No. It's ridiculous. We have a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for a while, but I think there's a lot we can, like, cut out. Like, there's parts where we just insert stuff that it'll be fine. It'll be good. Whatever. <laughs> Even if not, like, I think if it's, like, an hour and a half, whatever. Yeah. Deal with it. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's good, I think, to have, like, a thorough background of us. <laughs> exactly. And I just like talking about myself. So let me continue. Continue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so obnoxious. Uh, yeah, so... Mormon days, we're going to bypass through that with BYU days, like, burr, burr, burr. super Molly Mormon, was, like, going to go on a mission, because I was, like, that means I'll get married faster, because I'll be, like, a righteous Mormon girl and get married, and then I moved to Georgia for two years, because of, like, some family issues, and 
Then I was like crazy strict Mormon when I moved back. And before I moved, my bishop in Utah gave me, I just burped, I'm so sorry, gave me um, a blessing before I left because he was like, you're going to Georgia. So like, I need to give you a blessing to make sure you stay strong to the church because there are so many more temptations there. Legit. That was, oh my goodness. And I was like, I grew up there for 18 years of my life. I think. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. I'm not the devil yet. <laughs> He's like, well, he was like, yeah, but you had a troubled high school days, like high school. Time. I was like, uh, okay. Hashtag already guilting and shaming me at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I went home super crazy at Pipe Mormon. Like I lived with, uh, non-Mormons, like, so my best friend from childhood and this other, these other two girls, and we laugh to this day because I'm like, how the fuck did you put up with me? I was so annoyed. Like, if they would watch radar movies, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to my room now. <laughs> I don't I don't watch that. I don't even want to listen to it. Or if they had, like, parties and, like, people brought over alcohol, they told me that's the other day. I don't remember it. But they said that I stopped them at the door and was like, no alcohol is allowed in this apartment. <laughs> not past this threshold. So mm-hmm. not past. <laughs> fucking Gandalf over here about yep. here. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so yeah, super crazy, righteous, whatever. But I started questioning it again at that point because I was dating this dick oh god he was like he's caused me so much therapy this one guy I was dating him at the time and he was over at my apartment and my roommates were like asking him all kinds of questions about Mormonism because my best friend and I we just never really talked about me being Mormon growing up because it's so like taboo in the south that I was Mormon because it's like they're like you're going to hell if you are a crazy Mormon who believes in Uh that shit so Like, she just always assumed I was going to hell, basically. (laughs) But, like, we were still best friends. She was kind of of crazy. Yeah, that Southern, like, Bible Belt stuff is, that's also really interesting. I know, girl. Another episode. Mm -hmm. Crazy shit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so she, like, she and I never talked about it. But with this, this guy I was dating, she was, like, grilling him. And, like, my other roommate was, too. And one of the questions that haunted me until I finally left was we were talking about marriage and temple marriage. And she asked him, so wait, you're saying that only Mormons can go in the temple? And he was like, well, yeah, we believe that it's for only like righteous Mormons. So not, I mean, you don't have to just be Mormon. You have to be righteous and have a temple recommend. And she's like, boy, Sarah and I have been planning, like, our wedding since we were little girls, and now you're telling me that, like, I can't even go to her wedding? And I was like, fuck. Like, I've never had a conversation with her before. Like, I don't know what to say. And he was like, well, we would have a reception after, so, like, you know, you could go to that. And she looked me in the eye and was like, doesn't it bother you that your own daddy can't walk you down the aisle? And I was just like, whoa, yeah. And those words haunted me for years. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to get married in the temple. Like, I want my family to be there. I don't understand why a church or religion would exclude someone like that. Like, why would, I just, I could not wrap my head around it. 
And so at that point, I started already like questioning a bit, but I was way too scared to ever even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then when that guy like completely stro- like destroyed me, and like that's a whole other episode as well, because a lot of fucking shady Mormon shit happened with him and his family. Um, at that point, I had moved back to Utah because he had moved to Idaho, and I was like, I'm going to move to Utah for my last year at university and be with him because we're going to get married. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, once he, like, fucked things up and totally, yeah, fucked me up for a really long time, I was just like, why am I in this church? Like, do I believe, like, why do I keep dating these Mormon trash, like, pieces of trash, you know? Like, I don't get it. Like, is this something that I want? I don't really know. But I stuck it out, finished BYU, and that's when I decided to come to Europe. But I also used the whole, like, God wants me to come here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's that's why I need to move to Europe, to, to Germany, because all the signs are pointing here. Not because on my own I applied and my intelligence and, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 no. It's because God wanted me to come here, so he provided a way. Like, I never had confidence because of that stuff. Like, constantly being like... Oh not because of me it's because god wants me here that is so common and so sad isn't it like Mm -hmm. honestly i would never ever like say it was because of me because i was like no it's because god wants me here and like he he made it happen not me not me so yeah so i went to europe and the whole time like was just like yeah yeah yeah." like this is where i'm supposed to be god's plan Hashtag Drake. Have you heard that new song? BT Dubs, side note. I don't God. think I have. I don't know. Oh, I'm kind of obsessed with it. Anyway, it makes me think of every time I hear it, I think of Mormon church stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, God. I'm going to look it up right after I, this. You're going to have to. Um, yeah, and then I ended up dating this piece of shit German Mormon dude here. Uh like, I was still questioning it quite a bit, especially with the whole, like, anti-gay proposition, everything, like, the propaganda going around in the church started happening. I was like, I, what? Like, how can I be in this religion when my closest friends are gay? Like, how am I just not supposed to talk to them anymore? Like, I, I don't feel good about that. And, like, mm-hmm. so I started questioning it two probably like three four years ago like really questioning it and again this can be a whole other episode because there were so many things that happened with some of my closest gay friends who were in the church and how they were treated was just horrendous and like totally made me question everything and be like I can't be a part of something that's like that yeah and then how like women were treated in the church and how like we had no authority no power no say so and everything was just like dusted off and I was like you know what I'm so sick of people not answering my questions and not or just telling me that I'm too feisty I'm too defiant like I need to stop and be humble because I'm not being a lady I'm not being whatever the fuck and then when I was dating this Mormon guy when he kept blaming me for his sexual sins i.e. him masturbating it was always my fault (sighs) Like, every time, it was because of me, because I was too tempting, because my tits were just out there, which, by the way, they were not. Like, I was wearing garments, not, listeners, listen up, listen up, <laughs> listen up, listen up, listen up, 
<laughs> garments are these like pieces of clothing that you wear under your real clothes or your underwear. Like you don't wear actual underwear. You wear these like biker short things that come up to your belly button. And then and they you go have, down to like, like pretty low on your thigh. Pretty much your knees. If you're short like me, they went down to yeah. like inches above my knee. Yeah. So sex appeal. Hey, <laughs> so much. Um, and then like these like t-shirt things that you have, that have like boob cutouts, right? So they're like these, oh God, they're so, and, and because I have big tits, like they never fit right. That's the line that always cut across my nipple. So it was like so unattractive, like honestly the worst. And then you wear your bra over these shirts because they're supposed, like your garments have to be touching your skin. So I just want, I want people to visualize this. Yes, just just know what that is. (laughs) White biker shorts with this ugly t-shirt with boob cutouts and then a bra on top of that. Like (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) It was so fucking hot. I was just like, hey, boys. Hey, Hi. (laughs) Again. A whole other episode yeah. just on garments because I can't even like I could talk about that for hours. So wasn't even like slutty or I'm I'm using air quotes because I fucking hate it when guys say that you're dressed a certain way and blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, so he would always like blame me and I was just like, what? Like I and I would feel so guilty and like ashamed and just like okay, yeah, it's my fault, like, blah, blah, blah. And then I would have to go to the bishop and, like, confess my sexual sins so that I could be, like, worthy for the temple and shit. And then I moved to Chicago for six months with my company, and he and I were writing. He was on a mission because I was a cougar. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. We talked about marriage. Then he came back to Germany, like, off his mission. I moved back to Berlin. Oh, but, and so in Chicago, I started really doubting it because I just fucking hated the people in the ward, so I just, like, stopped going. And I have lupus, so I would just, like, <laughs> be sick all the time. I was like, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, you poor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time. So I kind of was already like off the wagon by that point, but I was like, no, just because I hate my ward and that's all it is. Once I move back to Berlin, it'll be great. So I moved back and still didn't go to church. And I was like, maybe I don't believe. And then it was that point where I was like, I don't feel bad about not going to church. Like, I think it's a waste of time. I hate it. Like I'm grumpy when I go. Like, and then people kept telling me, well, it's because you're not you know, you only get out of it as much as you put in. So I was like, maybe I'm not reading the scriptures enough. I'm not praying enough. Like, it's my fault that I'm not wanting to go, that I don't have this desire. And then I kept trying to force myself to go. And then I slowly would, like, just go to sacrament and go home. And then eventually I just stopped going. And I was like, I just, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to, like, pray on my own and, like, read my Mm -hmm. scriptures and, like, do my own thing because I guess I'm just like depressed. I totally thought I was depressed because I didn't want to go to church, right? Aww. So dumb. Uh, and then eventually my friend, uh, he used to be Mormon as well. We're going to have him on, I guess, because he's gay and came out. And he had a lot of 
shitty experiences with the church because of that. Anyway, he sent me, so he left the church like around the same time I started questioning, but he had already like officially left and he sent me that CES letter. Oh yeah. And I was so terrified to open it. Were you? So scared because I was like, once I open it, like I'm going to know like shit that I can't, I can't come back from this and it's going to be Satan and he's going to be the one who's like gonna lead me away isn't that so sad like we're trained to think it's satan yeah and that's totally what i thought and i like i didn't open it for a few weeks because i was so scared like i was so scared but i also like but i need to know like i need to know like if this is really true instead of just saying that like i believe in something that i really don't even know about like i didn't Mm -hmm. even know any of the church history or like I didn't know any of that. So eventually I opened it and I read it. And I remember like my mind was like, I, I felt like I had had this security blanket wrapped around me my entire life. And then someone just snatched it off and I was completely vulnerable and exposed. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my identity. I was like, well, if I'm not Mormon, who am I? Like, what have I invested 28 years of, of my life or like, what, what is this? Like, what do I believe? You know, I no longer have this cool story to say like, hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a Mormon and I don't drink coffee or beer and I'm a virgin. And like, that's what defines me. So if that no longer does, then, then who am I? Like, am I special? Am I unique anymore? Like, what does this mean? So I was just like complete mess for months. Like I just, didn't know what to do like and I didn't know how to process it so I didn't move forward either I was just kind of like I have no idea what to believe what do I keep researching do I go back to the church like maybe maybe I should just go back and just live with this because it's too late now like I don't know um but yeah I ended up talking to my friend Jay and he like helped me walk through it and then I reached out to you and you helped I remember you're such a queen yeah oh it made me so happy (laughs) it really it helped me so much because and that's listeners come back listeners 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 get around (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why I'm I'm so passionate about this podcast because I honestly I wish that there was something like this out there when I was going through it because I was researching on on the internet constantly, like trying to read blogs, trying to watch videos, trying to just connect with anyone who had gone through this process so that they could sit down and tell me everything's going to be okay. Like this is normal. What you're going through is completely normal. Like don't think that, you know, you shouldn't have these feelings of guilt, of shame, of, you know, feeling like you're going to hell, like that you're a terrible human being. Like those things are not normal what you're going through is normal. Yes. Like that's, and it was just, it was kind of frustrating not having that. And so I hope that what we can do with this podcast is to at least help one person know that if they're going through this or maybe they are thinking of it or they know someone or maybe it's not even Mormonism, maybe it's some other, you know, religious community or whatever it is to know that other people have gone through it, other people can relate, you're not alone and fucking listen to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. 
but yeah, so I, I was just like searching and that's, that's around the time I started writing my book because I was like, okay, I don't have anyone. I mean, I was talking to friends. I was talking to you. I was talking to one of my good friends in New York who also left the church. And then my friend here in Germany, uh, the one who sent me the CS, CS letter, he and I were talking and then another friend who left. But I also just felt like our stories were so different uh, that it was only we could only relate on a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, great to have that person to talk to, but it was just to a certain extent. So that's when I started writing because I was like, you know, what? it's really therapeutic for me to just write my story of what happened, get it out there. Again, it's probably just for me, but who knows? Maybe one part of that story clicks with someone else yeah. and helps. Uh, because that's all I wanted this whole time when I was researching, I was like, I just wish that there was some type of outlet for people who have gone through this to just be like, Oh my God, I totally relate. Like, let me send you my story or let me share my thing, you know, like, um, yeah. So that brings us to now. I think it's still a process. Um, I think once you go through something like this, it's, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, it's for not sure. like as soon as you leave, you're like immediately like, oh my god, I'm so happy and I'm free and blah blah blah. It's a process. You have a whole bunch of shit you have to work through. Yeah, and therapy, like lots and lots of therapy to go through uh, before. I mean, like I said, I think it's. I I definitely think it's gonna be a lifelong process to get back to. I'm doing air quotes normal, but to feel. Like you're not condemned to hell and that you're okay and everything is fine and whatnot. Um, definitely an ongoing process for me. I yeah. know. Anyways. Yeah. Me too. Whew. So, you know, 5,000 hours later, <laughs> story. I'm a chatty Cassie. I love it. <laughs> and now you have five minutes to tell your story. That's I'm just it. like, okay, yeah. hi, this is my name. Bye. <laughs> So, Katie, tell us your story. Okay. I think it's... Well, yeah. so get comfy. <laughs> um, oh, girl, I am comfy. I am on my couch in pajamas, eating some popcorn, listening for your story. Popcorn? I'm not eating popcorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I was born in Provo, so... Where BYU is, I was born there. I didn't know you were born in Provo. Yeah. I thought you were born. Oh, but you lived in Orem. I lived in Orem. So, yeah, that's the adjacent. Yeah, (laughs) adjacent town. English Um, is hard. What? I said English is hard. English is super hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and both my parents were super active Mormon, like my my whole entire family, um, even generations back, were all Mormon. And Wait, a pioneer? Like, is that like? Do you have ancestors who are pioneer? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know their names though, but yeah, like. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sorry, sorry. Oh no! Interrupt all you want. <laughs> I need help, like <laughs> clarifying things. Um. Yeah, and, like, all my family members, all my aunts, uncles, all of that, all Mormon, um, my whole street, like, everyone that lived on the street and the block, like, everyone was Mormon, except for one family that lived next door to us. They were um, Seventh-day Adventists. 
weird enough. Um, have you ever met Neil? Oh, Pan? yeah. No, I knew a guy in high school. I had a huge crush on him. He was seven-day Adventist. Yeah. I whatever they were really nice but they couldn't do anything on saturdays which is weird yeah that's right and they don't do like celebrations right <laughs> if, if anyone is listening to this podcast and is part of that religion they're gonna be like those fucking yeah. bitches i don't know about that <laughs> I, I don't think they liked halloween much because that was like satan's holiday <laughs> i think i just remember one of my friends like yeah that friend in high school he didn't do like birthday presents, is that jehovah's like, witness I don't know. I could be pulling this out of my ass. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But so then I was like thinking about that and I was like, I wonder how many people in Orem and Provo like are Mormon, like the percentage. Do you have a guess? Because I looked it up. Um, 80%. 93%. Shut the fuck up. in Orem and Provo and uh, Utah as a whole is 63%. Oh my God. Is that the highest number in like of all the states? Uh, I I would assume so, but I don't know. Another thing I'm just assuming. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. Oh, oh, my dog's barking. (laughs) We're going to have to edit this out. What is that? That's okay. Like your dog. What's your dog's name? This is Ella. (laughs) Oh, Ella could be like our version of on my favorite murder, Elvis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be Ella. Ella, why are you barking? Yeah. Hold on. I gotta go look. I'm gonna edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) A guy just like rang my doorbell and walked away (gasps) right in the middle of my story. Oh my All God, right. the door. It's crazy. I didn't open it. I'm nervous. Okay, I'm just going to sit back down. <laughs> what if it was a Mormon? <gasps> totally a Mormon missionary knocking on your door. So you know what? Yeah. told him that you're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to my story. Anyways. Okay. So, yeah, I was, like, really, really entrenched in, like, Mormon culture right from the beginning. I... I didn't even know any differently, like, as a kid, because everyone around me was Mormon, everyone went to church, everyone went to, like, the activities during the week, like, everyone dressed the same, pretty much, and, like, no one watched rated R movies, no one smoked, no one drank, no one drank coffee, like, it was just normal. I went to seminary. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. (laughs) this is busted we're gonna be it and it all this out okay yeah now i can hear you better it was just kind of like going in and out in and out like the connection was bad or something so it might just be my side and not yours or okay yeah hopefully it's not the internet anyway um so yeah i went to seminary but the funny thing is like how you had to go early morning um I just had it, like, during class. Like, you could have a class during the day that was seminary because there were, like, every student basically was Mormon. (gasps) Yeah. And, like, so every class, like, there were eight periods of seminary that 
were always full. Shut the fuck up. Like, you had seminary in high school. Yeah, in junior high and high school. Oh, my God. And it was during, like, the school day. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. And so everyone was like, what period do you have seminary? Because I have it fourth period, and I would be like, I have it third period or whatever, you know? Wait, can I just ask this question? Yes. Like, this is... This is me trying to be politically smart, but I'm not. But, like, doesn't that break some type of, like, church and state thing? Like, if the public high school has, like, a religious class? Yeah, so it's like, okay, I don't know the exact way they work around it, but it's something to do with, like, you can – you can have like one period a day off or something and they have this way they worked it out with the church and this the seminary building it was technically a separate building from like the school like you just had to walk like a few feet out of the school into a new building oh my god that's still so shady so literally it's not weird like, yeah it's so shady it's just like a way to work around mm-hmm. wow okay anyway so I did that, um, but yeah, like I've told you before, I didn't dress like a lot of Mormons. I kind of was a little bit rebellious, like I would wear tank We're tops. such a skank. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I got the stereotype of being a skank. Um, and I think I was like 14 and I went to a bishop's interview, which gather round listeners, <laughs> bishop's interview. <laughs> listen up, listen up. <laughs> Um, like every year you go to your bishop and he interviews you about, um, your righteousness essentially. And if you pass, like you can keep taking the sacrament and you can get a temple recommend and yada, yada, yada. But he told me that I wasn't dressing appropriately. This was, I think like the, the interview right before my 14th birthday. (laughs) And he told me that, like the way I was dressing was a sin and that it made men think like sinful thoughts about me and then they would commit a sin which I assume he meant like masturbating and that I was like um causing them to sin so I was part of that sin (sighs) so oh my god the funny thing is though like even after that happened, I didn't stop going to church. Like, I I prayed every night. I read my scriptures. Like, I just, I kept doing what everyone else was doing around me. Um, and I just didn't go to bishop's interviews anymore. So, I guess wow. that was kind of... so uh, fucked up to tell. Like, that honestly gets my blood boiling so much because you already have like such an insecure teenager and then you go and tell this woman this young woman that it's her fault that men are having these thoughts and that her body is shameful oh yeah like when you already have so like I mean I'm speaking as if every woman goes through this but like I mean I had crazy body image issues like oh, and I too. we've talked about this before but like most women do mm-hmm. like and then you throw that element in being like you should also be ashamed because you're causing men to masturbate like yeah what the fuck and Annie. like I was 14 like and I was a very very late bloomer <laughs> like I didn't have any curves at all I was just like 
very awkward. I had braces and like, I, I didn't even know really how sex worked very well when I was 14. I like had an idea, but I didn't really know. And I so then I was like, literally stopped. like Mormons do. <laughs> you what? You know, like the Mormons that like, oh. they, they dock. It's called docking. Yeah. I've heard of that. That's gross. Yes. That's how I thought people had sex where they just put <laughs> the dick in the pussy and just like, let it sit there. <laughs> and just, that's like hang out. Is. Yeah. Like I didn't even know what thrusting was. I was like, what the fuck is thrusting? I was like, it just sits there, right? Like, and then a woman out. magically orgasms from like, it just sitting there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> no, I was totally like that. I was like, I don't get it. What's the point of just having a yeah. dick inside me? Like, I don't understand. That doesn't seem appealing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Oh, so yeah, that happened and. I just kind of had issues with that, but it wasn't, it didn't, um, give me a faith crisis or anything, but I remember, I, I think what made me start like questioning was the era right before prop eight around like 2004, 2005, like super anti LGBTQ stuff. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, right before Prop 8, which, for listeners, if you don't know, <laughs> up. Um, in California, there was a, like, proposition to, for, you know, to make an amendment that would eliminate the rights of same-sex couples to marry. And uh, the LDS Church, like, publicly supported it. But they, but they said that they didn't remember because I, like when I was active during that time, I would argue with people being like, no, 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 the church didn't technically fund well, me. They didn't technically, but do you remember that like first presidency letter that they sent to every congregation? Yeah. Yeah. It was like I, so shady. It Yeah, exactly. But in my head, I was like, no, 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 we're still not, like, technically paying for it. Like, it's members of the church, but not the church. Right, because they went about it. So, like, the first presidency, which is, you know, the highest level, like, it's the prophet and his two counselors of the church. They sent a letter to all the wards, yeah, for the listeners, <laughs> to all the <laughs> congregations that were read um, during sacrament meeting. And one part of it I have up here. Um, it said, this one part like really struck me. It said, do all you can to support the proposed constitutional amendment by donating of your means and time. So they got, yeah, they got around it by saying means and time instead of saying money. Oh my God. I never, I probably, okay. To be honest, I probably just never paid attention when they read that. (laughs) (laughs) But I cannot believe that's the official letter that went out. Like, what? Yeah, and you can still look it up and stuff. And it ended up that, like, with the numbers, you can look it up. Um, LDS members donated over $20 million to that campaign. Oh, my God. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So like technically it didn't come like from the LDS like organization, it, but it came from their members because they were told to do so from the prophet. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's so that was like a giant thing for me and I was really really opposed to that and I remember arguing with people about it and I just really felt like it wasn't like it completely wasn't right it wasn't ethical it wasn't fair you know just taking a right taking rights away for no reason other than the god you say is real that you believe in says that they shouldn't marry like why should that affect you didn't make any sense so yeah um and i think at that point that's when i started questioning more Mm -hmm. like i remember having questions about the temple and i would ask like why i couldn't go in and what happened in there and no one would talk to me about it because you know how it's really secret like you can't tell people about it yeah listeners come back again (laughs) So, temples are, like, so sacred, like, well, it's, like, secret, right? But they, they say, say it's not yeah. sacred, sacred. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you can't talk about it at all. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, literally, they, make, they like, make you so terrified <laughs> about talking about it that, like, you just don't ever, because especially if you go through and, like, you go through these special ceremonies, and once you do that, then it's, like, you know the whole truth. Yeah, and yeah. I can never talk about it with anyone. So, like, when I went through, I was terrified mm-hmm. to even talk about it to, like, other Mormons who had gone through because you're only allowed to talk about it with your future spouse. Spou- <laughs> that was so southern. <laughs> My southern roots just came out. I like it. <laughs> but, yeah, you can't talk about it with anyone other than your your future spouse, spouse or, um, like, if you're on temple grounds then you can talk about it with another member. But other than that, you're not allowed to. So it's like crazy strict. So exactly what you're saying, like people won't answer your questions no, about it. No, they just won't. All. Yeah. Nope. Um, and Sarah is the expert on this because I never went through the temple because by the time I was prob- like old enough to do so, I was like, I think I'm out of here. <laughs> Girl, you made a right choice because that shit is traumatizing. Yeah. we'll talk about that later because yes. it is that's a that could be a whole lot of episode <laughs> that that could be broken up to a series right? you know I mean? yeah <laughs> um so yeah that just made me question more and more things like you know i i would remember asking people like what makes mormonism like better than other religions why you know because mormons say that only people who are baptized mormon can go to heaven and that's why they do baptisms for the dead and stuff and like mm-hmm. how you can't be with your family unless you're sealed in the temple and it's like oh, I, so I just remember funny. being really confused about that yep um then I just had a bunch of other questions like why would God ever command polygamy like even though that was in our past why would that ever be a thing mm-hmm. like why couldn't black people hold a priesthood before 1978? Oh, why don't people discuss like true history of Mormonism? It's super whitewashed. Like, mm-hmm. why are there so many historical and archaeological inaccuracies? Uh, I can speak 
inaccuracies in the book of mormon (laughs) just like a whole bunch of stuff like that it just like yeah it just like came up like word barf like everything i was wanting to know like why why is all what is all this stuff and no one would answer me i would just get answers like you need to just have faith or you need to pray more which by the way i was praying about all this stuff and looking in the scriptures and I'd I'd read the Book of Mormon a few times and the Bible through I think once um, and people would just assume that I hadn't read it which was really frustrating <laughs> yeah exactly um, and yeah it's it just kind of progressed from there like I think when I met you I hadn't really started questioning it like too much but I had stopped attending church like as much as possible unless my mom really wanted me to go which she did like it was really tough on her when I stopped going um so yeah yeah so uh, I just kind of slowly started valuing like more critical thinking skills and studying different like I don't know, cultures and religious diversity and um, decided that I really wanted to believe things that were true versus things that made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucked. Like it was a, it was a hard thing to go through, but it was so worth it. Cause now it's like, I felt like when I was questioning stuff, I, I felt like I was kind of leading a double life. Do you know what you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm being dishonest yeah. if I'm saying if I'm not telling people like what I really know to be true and that's that this church is not true at all. And there's many reasons why, but we can get into that a lot later in other episodes. Mm-hmm. But Did yeah. you feel like did you ever have like a proper sit down with your parents and say, like, I've left the church or was it kind of just known? that you left um I think it was pretty much just known um and I I think my dad accepted it a lot more than my mom did because she kept trying to get me to go to church and stuff but um I remember I told my mom when I was like 20 or 21 that I would never get married in the temple because I didn't like I didn't like the idea of it like how you said you know how the exclusivity and the elitist like ideal of it um and she just like started crying she was sobbing and it broke my heart because it's like she really thinks that the only way she can be with me is if I'm like temple worthy um in the next life you know so yeah no I I totally get it like yeah my mom I guess wasn't too upset about that because like I said like she converted from, you know, she's not even married in the temple and she converted and everything. So for her, it was more like, she said, I'm disappointed, but you know, I still love you. And as long as you're making choices to make you happy, then that's fine. Yeah. I don't think she wants to know the detail. Why? No, she doesn't want to know the details of (laughs) life. Uh, But I think it's, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine it's it's much more difficult for you because like you come from this like super strong Mormon background and, that's yeah. intense leaving and oh um, yeah 
Imagine. And it's like it's pretty ostracizing with like your peers because there's hardly anyone in that in those towns that aren't Mormon. So Oh yeah. That was tough. But you know, obviously now, like they know and they know I'm I don't go to church and they don't they know that I'm not interested in it at all. Like you know, I live with my boyfriend. I'm not married. I'm a sinner. <laughs> you are such a dirty whore. Virgin dirty. Mary is like frowning at you right she's now. Judging me. No, whatever. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's like, at least that bitch is living with her boyfriend. This slut over here just has gentleman collars coming in day and night. All the more power. Like, do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they don't know, like, that I've officially resigned from the church. Like, Oh, that's right. You know, I still have to do that. Like Jay asked me about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, I put it off forever because it's still that looming thing, which I'm sure you can relate to like, Oh, like this says that it, you know, all of your covenants are just gone once you do this. So it's like super it fear based. Yes. Yes. Oh, <gasps> Um, but yeah, there's a lawyer who will do it for free online. Um, but yeah, so I did it and it's great, but I haven't told any of my family. (laughs) Oh, that's so terrifying. But like, so whenever you did it, you just go online. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the website. What? You sent me the link, but I just haven't. I haven't opened it because I think part of me is like, I'm scared. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely Thanks. like know what you're saying because it took me a while to even just fill it out and then send it in because I was like, what if I like change my mind or something? But it's like I haven't been – I haven't believed in this for a solid like nine years now. So yeah. I think it's pretty solid and it just keeps getting more and more concrete and I keep feeling Mm -hmm. better and better and progress progressing away from that mentality and feeling freer. So I was like, you know what? I needed to just do it. And I don't want my name to be like, I don't want them to, you know how they always say like, we have so many members. I want to be like, I'm not contributing, contributing to that number. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. <laughs> you know what? So, like, Jay was like, well, sorry, I keep talking about this this friend of mine, Jay. He'll be on an episode. But uh, he he was asking me, like, well, do you think that, like, the Mormon church would come after you if you, like, release this podcast? And I was like, well, I don't think they would. But then I remember, what was the name of that woman who, like, was fighting for priesthood for women? Kate Kelly. Yeah, and how yeah. she got like, communicated, it was a yeah. big deal. And then the the guy who wrote the CES letter, like the same thing with mm-hmm. him. Like, so I'm like, well, buckle up, because uh, yeah, president, who is he? I don't even know who the new president is, the new prophet. Um, Hale is oh, I shouldn't. Is it Hale? I have no idea. Oh gosh, we're we're bad at this. <laughs> so molly mormons like uh. we really... <laughs> i mean i just always joke about monson like jay will always send me messages being like um oh. president monson called and wants you to come back to church uh, yeah it's it's <laughs> nelson russell m nelson. nelson yeah 
At it least was. it's not Oaks, though. Oh, my. <sighs> I got like... lots of feelings about him. <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of feelings about all those motherfuckers. Yeah, but... same. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I mean, maybe they will say something that, I mean, this is assuming that we have more than one listener, but, <laughs> uh, I don't know, because, I mean, she got so much publicity, and I remember it was, like, this big deal, like, oh, I mean, yeah. I remember when the movement started where women in the Mormon church who were for it were, like, wearing pants to Sunday. Yeah, they were called, um, ordained women. Yeah. See, I Remember they wanted to get into the priesthood session of general conference and they like wouldn't let them in. They like blocked them out. Let... What? Yeah. Okay. See, that happened when I was here and I miss a lot of those details because they just don't, they're super conservative here within the Mormon church. Like mm-hmm. the German Mormons are like Mormons. Oh God, my accent keeps coming out. I like they're it. They're like so strict like letter of the law strict type mormon so like they i don't even think they even acknowledged it or we didn't talk about it i don't remember it anyways yeah but like she was still a big time believer in mormonism but she she wanted equality and she was a feminist so she got excommunicated she was too loud about it that's so intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is that the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's pretty much my story. Like, I just. <laughs> I'm the worst. Is that not the end? Oh, <laughs> well, there's lots I could go on about, but. Wrap it up, please. Let's oh, leave. my God. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> you took like 10 minutes and I took an hour. Whatever. No, I didn't. I watched myself. I went a while. <laughs> but yeah yeah but okay so i guess again people come back come back listeners come back come back circle Uh, i think that i mean so for us like we just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves obviously and tell our story and like why we want to do this podcast and why we feel it's so important and you know what caused us to leave the church but then I mean after that and assuming that you love us because you better fucking love us <laughs> then listen to our next episode which will like so the idea is that we want to just kind of chat about like pick a topic and you know tell our stories and whatever and Katie is much better at like actual historical facts I'm just kind of <laughs> like that one thing whatever <laughs> you know lots of stuff too <laughs> I really don't, but I have a lot of fun stories, and so does Katie, so that's great, um, and, and yeah, I think, and... like, we both want, like, people to be involved, we want it to be a community, if people listen and want to send us stuff and chat with us or even be on the podcast with us, because, like, you were saying, Sarah, like, we would have loved to have had a community like this when we were going through it and felt so alone and we felt like we were you know going to hell or something and even just being out of it it's really therapeutic to talk through it and know that you're not alone and know that this is normal and it's healthy to talk about it exactly so please 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 share us your stories once we get our social media up which we will add a little new insert at the end of this with uh, our social media contact information. 
um, send us your stories, like anything or even topics, you know, like if we aren't covering all the topics that you think that we should, and you want to, you know, if many of you want to talk about a certain topic, like that's great. We need all the inspiration we can get. So that'll be cool. Chat about that. And then we will also have like guest speakers on like, you know, our friends who, have gone through similar situations, whether it's Mormonism or not, you know, just like anything that's relatable. Um, we definitely want to hear people's stories and your comments, unless they're mean. And if they're mean, then <laughs> get that yourselves as the favorite, <laughs> favorite murder podcast, says, which is my favorite. I love when they do that. It, give yourself. Yeah. Like, I Don't love it. Don't be mean. <laughs> Don't be mean to us. <laughs> We've gone through a lot. We, I was a virgin until I was 29. Don't be mean to me. That is, yeah. Struggle. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear that story. Hashtag upcoming episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. It's so interesting. <laughs> it is. It totally is. I ended, but I'm like, I, I swear I'm like a pubescent teenage boy. Like, I love sex and I love talking about it. But that's a whole other, whole I think, other issue. I think like everyone does, but n- not many people admit it. I know. I'm just like this little perv over here. In fact, that noise that you heard earlier, that boom, boom that fell, was literally my my wand, my vibrator. <laughs> that's all I have. I'm not even lying. <laughs> We are off to a good start. I like this. (laughs) So listen to our podcast. Wait, was that the Holy Ghost? Was that the Holy Ghost pushing over your wand? (laughs) I want you listeners, come back, search, ponder, and pray. And (laughs) then come back and decide if you think this podcast is worthy and if you should listen to it. But always. We are worthy. P and then come back and listen oh, yes. again. SPP. <laughs> hashtag SPP. Hashtag Exmo. Hashtag Momo Yes. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot, so we're gonna tag all these hashtags. Does that I love make it. sense? Tag these hashtags. I think oh. that's quite redundant, but <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, that's it. So that's so great. Woo! And first Amy, episode. Our first episode is done. We did it. Um, we don't have a tagline yet. I don't really know no. what to say. But thanks. Celestial <laughs> Jesus still loves you. Yes. Even if you've left. And we does. love you. And we love you. And and that's it. I don't have anything. Alright, me neither. <laughs> we'll see you in tagline later. Okay, bye.